Basically, I had my craft and my skill. I now understand myself a lot more as who I am as an entrepreneur and where my unique gifts are. I had no freaking idea when I started, um, but this is something we do with all our entrepreneurs and masters, help them deeply understand who you are as an entrepreneur because you have unique skills and gifts and they're going to be different from the next person, the next person. If we listen to all these podcasts, or we read all these books about all these other people, that's not self-awareness, that's their wisdom, that's how they did it. Hello and welcome to the Untapped Podcast. I'm Bryony McKenzie, Founder and Chief Transformation Officer here at Untapped. Over the past few years, I've helped thousands of people in our workshops, group programs and events create an extraordinary and truly aligned life. This podcast was designed to give you a taste of those conversations, letting you in on the cutting edge wisdom that I hope will help you tap into your infinite potential. Press play and let your evolution begin. Starting a business can be really exciting and a really rewarding experience, but it is so important to be prepared and to truly think about what the transition is going to take because it is a massive change to go from a traditional career into entrepreneurship and it does really take something. That doesn't mean that it's for everyone. For sure, there is a lot of people that this would not be a well-suited path to, And it also means that it is possible that you can create the change. However, there are so many things that can really set you up to transition powerfully. Having made this transition myself from being a full-time corporate lawyer into becoming a coach full-time, I actually did my transition basically within six months and made that complete jump, which is actually now I have learned to know and understand a really fast jump. However, there is so much that went into that build-up and that moment and that true shift in the background and having coached thousands of people to follow their soul-aligned path, for many that often leads them to creating or launching something of their own and to finally decide that instead of building someone else's vision, they want to build their own vision and create something new in the world. Then we have to figure out, okay, well, how do I let go of everything I knew and step into this whole world and this unknownness of entrepreneurship? So in this episode, I'm going to dive into some fundamental key and really practical things that you can do in the process and the build up to this transition. Or if you are someone who is currently in this transition, this is still a relevant conversation for things to be careful of, things to be conscious of, things to bring into your awareness, things to action to really set yourself up to win. A caveat that I want to put before this episode is that every single human being is completely different. And when we coach entrepreneurs and when we coach people through this transition here at Untapped, we also understand that person deeply and we support them to understand themselves and their life and their intuition and what feels true and right for them. So making this leap and this jump is not for everyone and it shouldn't be glamorized either because it is nothing glamorous about the process. In fact, it's extremely challenging and incredibly rewarding and extremely painful and all of the magic and all of the above. So 
it isn't something to be glamorized. This is for those of you that your soul is calling you to have a more freedom-based lifestyle. Perhaps you're doing something part-time that you know is actually your full-time vision and calling. Uh, perhaps you are sitting there building someone else's dream in an agency or something like that, knowing that actually you could basically be running something like this yourself and that you want that and you have that desire to lead a team, to build a business, to create something new and distinct in the world that maybe doesn't exist. So how do we really do that? In this three-part series, we have heard from untapped students who have made these transitions themselves, who are partway through their transitions. And of course, I have my own story and journey. So it's really important just to note to take all of this with a grain of salt, take what uh, resonates for you and leave what doesn't and apply it through your own intuition and your own wisdom of what you need. And I'm going to be speaking from my own experience and speaking from the thousands of people we have supported with this transition and what we have seen work so powerfully and what we've also seen maybe not work so well and end up, you know, people having to go back into jobs, which is totally okay as well, but that not them not wanting to do that, but having to do that because some of these steps and things weren't put in place. So I have about five or six different really practical things to really think about for yourself. So the first thing is obviously, uh, and I'm completely biased inside of this in terms of this being one of the most important pieces, but the reality is when you go to make this change, it's a massive, massive shift to your nervous system. And if you are someone who has been in so much certainty and so much knowingness of what's ahead, it is going to create a drastic amount of shift in your body. And to some extent, when it's too hard and too fast, that can create a trauma response where we, you know, freeze flight, flight, freeze, appease, you know, all the, those responses. And so we really want to think about how we start to train and play with our body uh, while we're still in an element of safety. And so this is really, this is much more than just mindset, right? Everyone mindset, mindset, sure. Mindset, learning to take risk, learning to put yourself out there a little bit, learning to give things a go and then deal with the failures that, you know, may come with that and build that resilience over time. And this can really be by actually testing and trying things while you're still working in your career. So giving something a go. Uh, it can also be by putting yourself in situations and programs and trainings that are going to put you on your edge, get you out of that comfort zone and really build that discomfort of change and the uncertainty and the unknown. So in all of our leadership trainings and programs, there are exercises, there are assignments each week that everyone takes on what's called a stretch goal, which is where you really find something that actually stretches and expands you. Not in a, oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable, I can't breathe way, but in a like, wow, yeah, this is my edge. This is where I feel a sense of discomfort because the reality is pretty much the entire entrepreneurial journey is unknown and uncertain. And we have to build a capacity in our body for how much of that we can hold. And that doesn't come through a mental game. That actually doesn't even come through journaling or positive affirmations or anything like this. This comes from building a somatic body that can hold the level of uncertainty and expansion and risk and failure, etc. that we are often so programmed to homeostasis, which is to stay comfortable and stay the same. So if you're someone who is in certainty and you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, my soul is calling me now forwards to embrace the unknown, but my whole life is certain, uh, we don't want to make this drastic, massive change because it can activate trauma responses too hard, too fast, too much, too soon. So incremental thing, things are perfect, right? So actually for me, something I did is 
you know, I was still working in law and I started hosting these workshops in downtown Auckland. And they were just these little one-off workshops with young corporates, basically just my friends to start with. I was sweating with 15 pages of notes on my first one. Uh, for those of you who've been around for a while, it was called Why Wednesday. And I gave it a go and it was a level of uncertainty and unknownness and putting myself out there in public that I'd never done before whilst I still had the certainty of my job and the certainty of my identity as a lawyer, etc. So it's really important to just play with these edges for yourself. And again, it's an edge for everyone. So often in our programs, we're really tailoring like what is a little edge that you could dive into. And, you know, sometimes there's things happening in our community that people can participate in, or maybe you're thinking about becoming a coach or stepping into thought leadership or supporting others in something. You could do a little online webinar or really starting to expand the body into the level of unknown uncertainty, right? Because that's one of the most, the biggest things in entrepreneurship is that it is so uncertain and it is so unknown and it takes a certain capacity to be able to hold that constant pivoting, that constant change that entrepreneurship can bring. So you can do all of that uh, prior to ever making the leap. So I did years, I did four years of different seminars, trainings, leadership programs, coaching programs, all sorts of personal growth that would consistently get me on my edge outside my comfort zone. So I started to build the somatic body that could actually hold that because prior to that, that was never a world in a life that I ever, ever, ever saw possible for myself. So you, if you are someone who loves to be comfortable and safe and never change, yet you want to follow entrepreneurship, it's really looking like, okay, how can I get in the game in micro ways and build the body that can hold the type of life and vision I say I want, right? It's very, very different to say we want a thing, yet our reality reflects something completely different. So that is hugely important and learning to reframe, right? Constantly in entrepreneurship, you get disappointed, you get let down, uh, things happen, things break, you have to fix things, there's always problems. And so a real shift in our mindset of learning to celebrate what's working, learning to celebrate what we're winning at, really learning to be in the you know Carol Dweck's work but the growth mindset like what is actually working here how can I love this as well and learn to love the problems right because there's always going to be another problem and if you're a perfectionist who just wants everything to be in a little box and one day when I hit six figures one day when I hit this my business will all be perfect like it won't be because literally you build something and then it breaks and we've had this even scaling and growing it's like we get it to a certain point and then it all breaks or you have this amazing season of growth and expansion and profitability and then boom the next thing's winter and like that is business (laughs) so building a mindset a consistent practice of gratitude of wins of seeing what is working again across untapped all our programs we have winning wednesday It's to retrain the brain and body about what's working because naturally we are designed and wired with a negativity bias to find what's not working and where the problems are. And on a path of entrepreneurship, there is always going to be a million and one problems and things that aren't working. So if you go into entrepreneurship and business with that mindset, it's a pretty long harrowing road as opposed to learning and building a body that celebrates the wins, that celebrates what's here, that reconnects to spirit, to stores, to gratitude, to what's right in front of you as well. Again, this is a mindset that can be built and trained over time. It's just a reprogramming. It's just a shift in how we think. It's a shift in our lens. It's a reprogramming of our natural default. 
so that you can really start to see. And this is so important in business that we also see what's working. Sure, we want to see the problems and the criticalness, but there's a lot of wisdom and success leaves clues in what actually works in your business and focusing in on that. Sometimes we'll be working with clients and Dan and I'll be like, oh, okay, amazing. Like what, you know, where did all these clients come from? They're like, oh, I'm not getting any clients. I'm it's really hard. Everything's hard. And we're like, okay, well, how much are you making? Where are these clients coming from? Oh, oh, that's interesting. Sounds like something's working, right? So that's a the first kind of pivotal thing is your mindset, your expansion in yourself and your body to be able to really dial into some of those more entrepreneurial mindsets, tendencies. Right? Uh, the next piece is, um, this was a huge lesson for me, but uh, basically I had my craft and my skill. I now understand myself a lot more as who I am as an entrepreneur and where my unique gifts are. I had no freaking idea when I started. Um, but this is something we do with all our entrepreneurs and masteries, help them deeply understand who you are as an entrepreneur, because you have unique skills and gifts and they're going to be different from the next person, the next person. If we listen to these podcasts, we read all these books about all these other people, that's not self-awareness, that's their wisdom, that's how they did it. And it's insightful to some extent, but what's more insightful is to truly understand yourself. And so for me, when I first started, you know, I didn't know a lot of things about myself and my gifts as an entrepreneur, but I knew that I was a great coach and I had these skills and I'd done this training and I was making massive results in people's lives. So sure, I knew that I was a great coach. I had my art, my craft as such, right? Now the language I was use is that I'm a creator what I had absolutely nothing of was other hats, which are, you know, the entrepreneur hat and the operator hat, basically, which are in business, you can kind of be a creator, which is your art, your skill, your, you refine, you love the product, you love the clients, or the entrepreneur that sees the scale, sees the big picture, sees how to really grow things, or the operator, which can build all the systems in the back end for an actual functioning business. Now, I was a creator at that point. I've learned the others, but I was a creator naturally, and my tendency still is that. And what I had no freaking idea was how to be a business owner. And that was an incredible insight, literally on the first day of self-employment. I'm sitting at this cafe, Laptop Life. I remember literally taking a photo of it, like, here I am. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to build a business. I only know how to coach and now that got me so far and that's obviously the most important part of you know all our offerings and what we did at that time and still do do but in that moment I realized like oh my gosh I actually literally have no idea how to build a business I have zero business skills I had not read a business book I had never had a business mentor I was a creator who had a job right I was creative at my core I would build programs I would make an impact through coaching but that's all I had. And so when I sat down to think about marketing or sales or any of these skills, I literally had nothing. And this is something I'm really passionate about because it pained me a lot because in the time when I was transitioning, I spent four years and probably like $200,000 on coaching qualifications and certifications and refining my art and craft. And I don't think there's a perfect way or roadmap or anything to do here. And I have no regrets. However, even if I had spent $10,000 just getting some business acumen and support, it would have really changed my, my trajectory because it took me two and a half years to invest in and get the right type of mentorship in terms of actual business knowledge. Now, we often keep investing in things that we love and things that we are naturally, you know, grow towards or have a passion for, which I totally get. And I did the same thing. 
And like I said, what would have been transformational would have been to have at least some level of business oversight and acumen. And I wish I had that earlier. It's not a regret as such. It's just something I would recommend people, particularly if you're listening to this and you maybe resonate that you are more a creator mindset, i.e. you're the one who makes the arts and the crafts or designs the websites or does the photography or whatever it is, then learn business skills because business is, it's just a skill, right? There are just seven pillars of business like marketing sales operations team culture raving fans product design like there are actually simply areas of business and business is always evolving and innovating but having a general oversight of what goes into a really well-functioning business business models financial projections sales skills like i had none of those initially now something I know to be true about myself is I can learn anything I love learning and I'm a really fast learner like when I pick something up I like can run with it really quickly so that would just be something I would say to you if you don't have a natural tendency towards business as such and you're not out there researching it learning uh, then find some courses or programs or things that align and will give you some roadmaps and give you some clear targets and give you some understanding of marketing sales strategies financial projections right this is just such an important piece uh probably more for the creators so if you're listening to this and you're like yeah i'm all over that like i know all that now i just need to figure out like what i'm selling (laughs) perfect like that piece is maybe not as much for you right but again my advice to you would be like partner with a creator and get someone who can make an incredible freaking product and really look after your clients so this first piece um the second kind of point sorry will be really about understanding business like do you actually understand the what goes into building a business it's not overly complicated but when i understood it i could see everything that was going on and i could see how to grow and support myself and make the money that we needed to make so that would be a really important conversation and um now because i believe in this so much we host a event uh, untapped business and leadership you can see the links in the show notes where we really just go through the fundamentals of the core pillars of different businesses right systems structures strategies sales marketing team culture just things that honestly had i learned earlier would have really grown our business and when i did learn you know we tripled in size within a matter of months so that would be a huge piece particularly for our creators it's like do that and learn that while you also have an element of comfort of what you're in Um, because when you're having to learn that fast and hard when things have already kind of got to critical point for example you know you're making your first hire and you have zero zero knowledge zero templates zero idea how to hire like you make a lot of expensive mistakes right or if you get the company to a point where you know, you don't have enough income or leads or sales revenue and you don't know how to generate leads or create or have sales systems, like it becomes critical at that point. And at that point, it's painful and it's critical. And this is often the moment where people don't have time to learn anymore because it's at critical mass point. And it's like, okay, I need to go back to get another job. And it's like, ah, but actually you could just learn this, right? So that's, that's something to really note is like doing some business learning and some business training if you haven't been in business before, <laughs> right? It's just a skill. It's just a skill. It's not overly hard, but it is really important to understand, right? Um, on a base, base level. Another thing that absolutely knocked me for six and knocks a lot of entrepreneurs when they leave that kind of safety net of um, a full-time career and having all this support and having all these deadlines is you literally suddenly have 
so much flexibility and so much time it's actually almost overwhelming you just have so much space in your life it's like wow what do I even do with that so I would have these days where I'd literally sit there and be like oh my gosh like what do I even do I have eight hours and I don't even know where to start what to focus on and what in terms of this like if you're starting to make this transition is really starting to learn the daily habits and the things that matter uh, and learning how to as a skill uh, become really skilled in prioritization of what you want to focus on and these are just habits right these are habits that you can start now that you can use when you're in a career still and really building a powerful toolbox for how you plan your week how you plan your days how you plan your years how you prioritize tasks and responsibilities like this becomes a fundamental skill when you are on your own and you're an entrepreneur and you have all this time, right? And all this space is actually, okay, like, do I actually know how to design my life powerfully? Do I actually know how to get the best out of myself? Do I know how I work? Dee and I talk about this a lot with our entrepreneurs. It's like, do you know when your best times of day are so that you can leverage that when you start working? Um, because when you work as an entrepreneur, you, you, really don't want to be working those ridiculous massive hours because you're you can get really drained so mastering that skill of time management right or task management or energy management as we call in our programs is like do you know when you work best do you know how to organize your life we have on the untapped website link in the show notes a productivity daily planner a weekly planner like become really skilled and practiced in how to do that powerfully because then when the business and you have all this free time those are the skills that also become really important. And again, tenfold when you start managing a team, uh, it's hard for people to follow leaders who have zero structure as well. So those skills become really, really important. Um, One of the most, the biggest things that obviously everyone talks about and asks about and often ask people when they are transitioning. And I remember specifically for me when I started coaching, it was like, wait, so you actually make money doing that? And people, I went to this wedding and someone's like, oh, you're still doing that like coachy thing. You know, it's like, people's biggest curiosity or question or how on earth do you do that is usually around the financial element, right? How do you actually go from having this full-time job that gives you a paycheck, paycheck, paycheck to actually transitioning? Now, different clients I would work with differently on the specific conversation, depending on your life situation, your children, your other bills, your mortgages, your other responsibilities. Uh, But one of the best things I actually got told early and it wasn't really possible for me, but it was something that someone said to me quite early in my journey that I really I really rate this advice and this piece of wisdom was like at the point when you're trying to transition, uh, transition can look different for everyone. Some people just need to jump at some point. Um, Obviously, if your work or whatever will let you go down to three to four days a week, that's perfect. That's awesome. Stay in something that you are comfortable in, that you have certainty in and just reduce that bit by bit. Um, or of course, if you can transition to consulting, that's what a lot of our clients have done. They've actually gone like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going out on my own, but I could consult back to you for, you know, this much per hour, this many hours a week. And often a lot of organizations like, yeah, well, we don't want to lose you or it's a real big cost for us to replace you immediately and get the wrong person. And like, yeah, we'll do that. And we've had clients be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I have freedom, flexibility. I have triple the pay that I used to get. And I'm a consultant. And yesterday I was employed by these people, right? So sometimes depending on the type of organizational place that you work or the role, uh, there's an opportunity to transition to consulting. And so that that was even, you know, something that was even um, suggested in my path as well. I was kind of in a situation where I didn't think that, 
that was going to be possible like even though the option was there to go drop the days is I kind of knew the place that I worked and assumed that I would end up you know working five days and in, in three so I called it for myself um, but one of the best pieces of advice getting back to where I was going is that the get the most amount of flexibility for the highest amount of pay so when you're at that critical point to transition you want to think about what is going to give me the most amount of flexibility like so that I can manage my time because there are going to be times, for example, you're going to need to do sales calls, client calls, all these things as you're building up your business or like go on coaching calls or training business training programs. So you want flexibility for the highest pay. So the most amount of flexibility for the highest pay. So a lot of our teachers and people in education are often like, okay, I'm going to relieving because actually it gives me the most amount of flexibility and the highest pay versus going to three days or four days. So really just thinking for yourself, like what are the types of things that are going to give you that ability to do that? Um, so often, like I said, that could be consulting is a really great option. Uh, and don't underestimate yourself. You have incredible skills, like pretty much so many of our clients end up going and getting incredible consulting gigs. And they're like, I didn't know I was so skilled or could do this. And you're like, yeah, of course. Um, so that's a really big big piece as well most amount of flexibility for the highest pay at that point and run your numbers like I know it can be overwhelming people like oh my gosh how am I ever gonna make this much money like you'd actually be surprised employment you actually get paid bugger all per hour on a per hour basis when you go out on your own your per hour goes up drastically of course so do your expenses and it's all much more unknown but run the numbers like if you make four thousand a month if you make seven thousand a month like okay perfect on what you're offering, on the product offering you have available or the service you have available, how much of that do you need to sell in order to get that income? And that's that's the math. Like it's not really rocket science, except it's interesting how much people just get overwhelmed by the thought that they couldn't do it. So just work backwards and just start with, you know, your current pay or the minimum that you think you could live off if you have quite a high pay bracket, right? Just be like, what are my costs of living? Okay, actually, you know, I need $5,000 a month to live okay and we're obviously going to drop off some of the luxuries you know I remember for myself I used to love some designer clothing and all that and of course when I transitioned I didn't do any of that I think I had one nice coffee a week like it's going to take a little bit of a shift in lifestyle and so you just need to look at who that impacts as well but just calculate that number and then figure out what how many of whatever you have to sell whether it's your program your service your product to get that income right and that and that's the math and then make up the rest if you don't think that's possible right now like make up the rest through whatever that role is babysitting consulting looking after people like whatever it is that's going to give you flexibility and high pay now I even did some random ass stuff like I even did those market research things with companies where they pay you like 150 bucks for an hour to come and just talk about just do testing market research. You can find them online. Just Google like market research. I would go to like one of those a week when I was transitioning initially because I wasn't making quite enough in coaching uh, to actually make that change. Um, but that that ties into my first point as well is that uh, if you are starting out on your own, one of the most fundamental skills that you will have to learn um, and everyone does this differently to some extent, but it's sales. Like 
the reality is if you're trying to replace your entire income, you have to learn how to sell what you have, right? And that comes down to marketing. Marketing provides the access to add to speaking to the value and product market fit and who you're supporting and make sure people understand that. And then sales is actually the skills of relationship building, of actually being able to communicate the value that you bring, of enrolling people into what it is you're doing. It's leadership, right? This is why we do so much leadership training. And when I talk about sales, I'm like, sales is leadership. Sales is service. You're ensuring that you're getting the right people in your space who actually need what you have and learning and mastering sales is such a pivotal skill uh, so if, if, again if you've never done any sales training like get some support because unless in your business you can outsource that then initially you are going to be the one who has to do that and business is really painful if you don't have any resources or money it absolutely sucks so learning how to master sales learning how to focus on it learning the skills and systems like that is really, really important as a initial skill set as well in business, right? Um, because that's the backbone initially. And once you can do that and you can, everyone, you know, has their own unique special source in terms of how they sell. I could do a whole other thing on sales. I absolutely love sales, but it's it's a it's a gift to understand your own skill set and leverage that as well. And then that's going to be, you know, what you basically just need to hit that target each month. It's like, cool, I got to get four new clients at this price point. And then, you know, I'm basically sustained. And maybe you might have a goal that's uh, basically, you know, that once you do two or three months at that consistently, like actually hitting those targets, then you transition. Um, Like I said, everyone needs a different level of certainty. And that's really, really important uh, to think about. And another thing on the same kind of financial conversation uh, is just thinking about what cost the business will have, right? Can you self-fund it? Will you need to borrow crowdfunding? There's also loads of amazing loans and grants that people you can apply for um, to help you get started and to get that support. And for me, what was interesting is because I wanted to transition out of law, I had never dealt with my money story. And if you go back and listen to the early episodes all around building wealth, uh, transitioning out of law and into entrepreneurship was what actually caused me initially to sort my money shit, basically, and sort all my money story and my issues that I had around my beliefs and not dealing with my money, living on credit card debt, not having any savings. Like my vision and mission was calling me forward. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I need to deal with this area of my life. So that's where my love for healing the relationship with money, for becoming super empowered in the conversation with money and your energetics with money, that's where this actually came from is because in order for me to actually transition, this was something I had to heal and deal with and manage and support and create. And so while I was still working, I did that work. So I did the deep money mindset, energetics, like work and deep understanding and actual practical saving, etc. whilst I was working in law. Because anything that you have a personal problem with will amplify times a hundred in your business later. So if you have money mindset issues, if you struggle to spend on yourself, invest in yourself, hold wealth, make money, then it's just going to amplify in your business. So this is really, really massive. And business is, like I said, so incredible but it's not fun when you have big mounting tax bills and you're not making enough and you're not selling enough and you can't pay people. It's not a fun game. So really doing some early stage money mindset work for those of you who may be listening to this and like, oh gosh, yeah, my relationship with money is not great. I don't feel so empowered. I struggle to make it. I struggle to keep it. I'm scared to invest it. Like doing that work 
before you transition or while you're transitioning will be absolutely pivotal and fundamental to the success of your transition because it's the number one thing number one thing I have seen with all our clients that causes them and forces them to have to go back into working now I'm not saying that's a bad thing like I said if you do that that's fine it's okay but a lot of people don't want to do that but they have to do that literally because this was an area they didn't master so this is really important in the link in show notes you can access our money mindset program which is perfect for early stage and our wealth energetics program if you are kind of in that Point of making a bit of money but you're struggling to keep it or you're scared to invest it or whatever that's much more a higher level program money money wealth program around the energetics of holding wealth building a team circulating more but if you're so new to this and you're like oh my gosh mine's really bad money mindset start there right that's I cannot amplify this enough and stress this enough I have seen it go so wrong and it's a really painful lesson um so that was huge for me. That's what caused me to deal with my money stuff, take radical responsibility, start investing in myself, start learning about money, start saving. Like, And then when I had a little nest egg, I think I only had $10,000, which you know, on reflection at that time was a huge amount of money for me. On reflection, it wouldn't have lasted that long, but it would have given me a runway, right? You would have heard that, that you know, always have that kind of emergency run. So it would have given me a runway of a few months at least um, to have a go at the business. And that was kind of a mindset that I took when I transitioned. I was like, okay, I give myself six months. You know, I give myself six months to see if I can actually give this a go. Um, And I was on a podcast interview the other day with my friend and she asked about that journey and who supported me. And it was funny reflecting, like I remember my mum sent me this cute little note and it was like, all right, Bryony, like, you know, you've done the work, you've prepared, you've, at that point, I hadn't done enough business mentorship, but you know, um, I'd trained a lot as a coach and I had my skills and I was building momentum and I had put some money aside. And you know, she just wrote, like, it's time, like, now nah, it's time, you know, you got to do this. And so it's, yeah, really beautiful to have that. Um, I was lucky to have that support and it wasn't from everyone, but it only takes a couple of people. And that leads me into my next point is, oh my gosh, you are going to want to build that freaking network, right? Because a lot of people in your current job or even your family are not going to understand this transition. They're not going to get it. They're not even going to support it. They will be so afraid for you. Some will even be jealous, right? Of you actually leaving their workplace or whatever it is. And so building building powerful relationships with other people in your industry that can actually support you on an industry level and also other entrepreneurs who actually just understand the game. Now for me, I had an entire online world, an entire online community that I had invested in. I had spent pretty much all my income as a lawyer on all these programs and all these communities that when I jumped, like no one in my actual physical world understood it. Like everyone was like, what? And then I had this incredible online network that would like message me in the night, like, go Brownie, like you've got this. And they would be the people I would call when I was in a complete panic and wondering what the frick I was doing and waking up at 4am. Like I had this network that I had actually invested in. Now, the exciting thing is like my whole life now is these entrepreneurs and these people. But initially I had to really invest in intentionally supporting and getting that community if you listen to the episode prior to this around from a lot of our untapped students, that is one of the biggest things they also get from the programs. It's not just self-awareness, confidence, money breakthroughs. It's literally that they get access to a community of people who actually get them and are doing a similar thing. This is invaluable because there'll be so many moments you feel like you're losing 
you just don't know what's reality and what's not. And you're questioning yourself in the deepest way and their uncertainty and their ego minds raging. And these are the people who keep you on the path and support you in this guidance in these moments. So building a powerful network of people who actually get it because it can be so deeply lonely. Like the amount of days I just remember sitting on my own being like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And it can be so overwhelming when you're learning. So having these mentors, these advisors, these peers who can encourage you, who can navigate the challenges with you really, really is going to 100x your likelihood of making this possible, right? And the success and even the fun of it, like it is not fun doing it on your own. Um, And beyond that, you know, I really built a team around me over the years as well, like people, energetic support, spiritual mentors, other people who are more strategic, who are operators, who are entrepreneurs, who who wear those other hats that I don't. Like I've actively built a network that, that can keep me on my path, that can remind me who I am and support me. And so, yeah, when you leap, when you jump, it is terrifying and having those people you can message in those moments will keep you on the path and having people that really understand because it only takes one comment from one person to throw you when you're building an entire new identity and you are questioning like you have a deep knowing in your intuition it's the right thing to do and you this is the path but you're also questioning and confused and stuff like having those mentors is pivotal right and this is why in our programs for example ascension or our mastery programs like all of our participants can A, they have results coaches and support coaches, and they can also message myself and Delaney because actually having tailored support and advice in that moment is so, so critical, especially as entrepreneurs, right? The amount of wisdom I got from having coaches and things that I could message in a moment. Sometimes I would just send a screenshot of like, I don't know, like I just said this to a client, like, what do you think? And they'd be like, oh my gosh, no, Bridie, no, 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 that is not that is a terrible sales strategy or whatever it was like having those people that could actually give me those tiny tweaks and nudges and support in those moments was the best thing I've ever had right so those are some really practical kind of conversations to think about as you maybe are navigating this and and I don't want to share this episode to make you feel like you you can't do it now. There's like more you've got to do. I just want to share it as an access to set you up powerfully and have you really, really win, right? Because it's a huge jump in life. And once you make it, you probably will never look back. I mean, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. And it's hard and it's not easy. And it shouldn't be glamorized as living on a laptop in Bali because it's so much more than that. And it really takes something. And so I wanted to share things that have supported me and things that have also really supported our clients to win, right? We've had clients come through multiple of our personal programs. If you go listen to Annabelle Burgess interview, you know, she did two of our programs, one for her personal growth, then one for her leadership, then one for her business. You know, she's 18 months in and had just had an incredible incredible start to business now that wasn't by accident she invested in that she set that up she did her own inner work she got business support right there's there's so much that can go into the statistics of winning because the statistics of losing are freaking high if you know the stats you know most businesses fail um within the first year and if not within the first year absolutely within the first three years and so we want you to win long term right win and so just covering off those tips again is actually you know make sure that you take the time to invest in yourself in your own expansion your personal energetics and mindset are going to be the uh, above all else way more important than a strategy first 
like the amount of people we can teach strategy to it's irrelevant if they have all that in a in a world crap going on right so really that is so so fundamental is getting yourself grounded getting yourself regulated getting yourself supported positive mindset then learn the fundamentals of business while you're in a safe space like learn the fundamentals of business while you're in a place you can pay for mentorship and you're not rapidly having to learn because it's already critical and it's too late right become organized and disciplined learn how to look after yourself and your priorities because once you have a business everything becomes about clients other people everyone else team so building that discipline of learning how to focus and stay organized and look after yourself like building those practices and habits whilst you're still in your career and if you're already in entrepreneurship like go back to those and build those because the, the road to burnout is just so common for our entrepreneurs. That's part of our mastery program. We have so much around uh, really supporting you as the entrepreneur to look after yourself, right? Run the numbers financially. Just figure out the numbers. It's just quick back of a serviette math. Like how much do you need? How much do you make? How much do you actually need? How are you going to make that? Learn sales. Get the most amount of flexibility for the highest pay in whatever you're doing. If you're in a job that is soul-sucking, pays you absolutely nothing, you have to be there 10 hours a day, that is not the right job to transition with, right? Because it's not going to give you any flexibility uh, and it's pretty average money as well. And of course, we talked about savings and putting aside an actual runway of what you need and thinking about like the cost that the business is going to need. I ran, you know, untapped on a smell of a oily rag when we first started. Like I was just on budget, McBudget of everything, free premiums of everything, had no team. You know, I was cheap al cheap. I used to use like cafe spaces that were free. Like I would um, apply to sponsors uh, for our events, for the food, and then I would just take them on socials. I would uh, apply for grants and loans and everything. So you've got to get creative and you've got, but you really got to think about like what the business is going to need to thrive to because there are investments that will really quantum leap the business and grow the business as well. And it's like, do you have the resources to do that? And thinking about, you know, getting creative of how you can do that. Um, and of course, the last point is get yourself surrounded by a freaking awesome network and community who get you and who have got you and back you the whole way. Mentors, coaches, community, build it now. Go to the entrepreneur events. Get around those people now because do not expect your friends and family who have no idea what you're doing and who are freaking terrified for you to be those people. It just, it doesn't make any sense. They're not necessarily those people and that's okay. They're just going to love you and, you know, give you grammar feedback on your posts and yeah say weird stuff sometimes at dinner parties (laughs) they're they're just not the people that are going to be the business support right so don't make them be that um get yourself surrounded by some people that really get it and yeah really deeply understand yourself and your gifts and what you can bring close the skill gap and you got this everything's a mindset gap or a skill set gap and we just got to close that And, you know, if you are having this calling and you have this desire, like trust this, it's such a beautiful path. It's one of the most spiritual journeys I've been on. Um, And don't do it alone. Like get the support that you need because it is a ride. It really is a ride and it's not a smooth one. Goes up and down, round and round. You've seen all those little diagrams of like success looks like this. And so be supported and be practical and be brave and courageous and also be practical with the reality of it and how you're going to do it and the best way to navigate it for yourself. But your intuition is the superpower, right? Knowing what you need personally is really, really important. And for me, I needed so much other support from a network. 
And, you know, like I said, the only thing I really didn't cover off, um, I had, I pretty much built everything else that I've just gone through here. The only biggest lesson for me was that I had no business acumen and that was my biggest, uh, one of my biggest downfalls for probably two and a half years of business. And I wish I invested in that earlier and that's it. That's what I got for you. So, um, stay the path. If you are absolutely terrified, drop me a message on Instagram. I'm always here to cheer you on, um, and bounce ideas and, yeah, if you're already committed to doing this or you're on the path and maybe this has sparked some things for you around where the gaps are and stuff, you can jump in and join us in Mastery anytime uh, designed for early stage entrepreneurs to win in business and thrive in life. So we've got you, we support you, we're cheering you on and you've got this. It is an incredible gift and I know that you have gifts that the world needs. So you can do this. Hope you loved that episode. Please share the work and tag us on socials and let me know what resonated. You can find us at Untapped HQ. If you would like to start working with Untapped through one of our core programs, you can join us anytime in Ascension, our 12-week integrated leadership program for women who want to find the edge in their life, or Mastery, our one-year container for early-stage entrepreneurs who want to thrive in a holistic way. And if you're not sure what course is right for you now, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. Otherwise, feel free to download our free visioning template that I've linked in the show notes. Keep evolving and we will see you next week.